Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to Rooted Deep. This is Allison Hale. Um, we're just talking today. We're continuing a conversation that Reva and I had last week about emotional struggle, mental health, and um, and just and I was able to share a little bit of my story, my testimony, uh, as I've just struggled at different times with this. And it's it was it was really just a healing conversation, even to just talk to somebody as as you guys know. So today we're going to continue on because we want you guys to end knowing that hey, it happens. It's in the Bible. There are men in the Bible, men and women in the Bible did struggle with emotional uh, emotional hurts. They struggled with discouragement, mm-hmm. even depression. And so I wanted, we wanted to talk to you today and bring you some real biblical examples of when this happened. And so I have Reba with me, but we wanted to, I wanted to just start with a verse in Job. And we know that Job, just the highs and lows of Job um, Job's life and just starts with a really huge high. I mean, he was upright, he was rich, and then all of a sudden, bam. Um, but in chapter 3, verse 20, 26 of Job, and I think this describes the moments that we have. And Job is saying, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. And that verse is just like, man, does that describe how a lot of us are feeling today? There's nothing yeah, wrong with feeling that way, Reba, is there? No, no, you know, I mean, emotional struggles are real and, you know, you can't, you can't somehow say, Hey, it's, it's not really real. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, they're real and, uh, they cause us to do battle in our hearts and in our minds. They impact our emotions. They impact everything that we do as we kind of battle through these, these moments. And I think we can all, I think, I don't think there's anybody probably listening that can't reflect back to a time in their life or maybe multiple times in their life, or maybe they're there right now when they've really just said, man, I'm just doing battle with my emotions. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to think this way. I don't want to be this way, but it feels like from where I'm standing that I can't help but feel this way. And so, you know, I think, you know, sometimes just declaring the truth of how we feel is a great place to start. And that's kind of what Job does, right? He just kind of says, it stinks, right? He just pours it out and and he pours it out again in in chapter 30, verses 15 through it's, and it's really, honestly, when you hear it, you're like, man, this poor guy. And then you're like, oh, I'm so glad somebody else feels this way and has felt this way. And he's Mm -hmm. still considered a giant in our faith, but he literally, and we've, 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 we know about David, we know about how transparent he was in his songs and his psalms but but even job um he's saying terrors are turned upon me my honor is pursued as by the wind my prosperity has passed away like a cloud and now my soul is poured out within me days of afflictions have taken hold of me the night racks my bones and the pain that gnaws me takes me it's takes no rest i mean it's really Mm -hmm. he's really struggling and the thing about it is he's just he's sitting there going this is how I feel. This is how I honestly, honestly feel. And thankfully, sure. um, we can all just look at that and say, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Like you said, I've been there. Maybe I'm there right now. And, and there's, sure. there's nothing wrong with it. But what do we do? Right. Yeah, because I think that's the real catcher. You know, when we look at Job's story, we know that 
Um, he just, I mean, in a moment, he lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he lost all of his children. He lost all of his financial livelihood. And then a short time later, he himself is impacted physically. Mm-hmm. And then his friends come and, and they're supposed to be coming to be, yeah. com- to be a comfort. Um, and the Bible says that they were quiet for seven days and then they started talking and I'm thinking, man, he wished they had just been quiet for 14 or 15 days now, but they just started talking and their accusations were, Mm -hmm. maybe all this has come upon you because you sinned, or maybe it's become a cunt because you were prideful or whatever. And I think, you know, there's times when we get into those emotional places, those pits, if you will, of despair where people don't understand. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they say all the wrong things right? Uh, and they don't know what we're feeling or what we're going through at that moment. And wow. It, and that can only just send you really even into a deeper and darker hole when you're like, okay, does anybody in the world understand Nobody what I'm gets saying? It. Nobody yeah. gets it. And you said it right because, and Job, Job had sincere reasons I mean, just if anybody had a reason to be sad and, uh, and upset and yeah. saying the pain that Nazmi takes no rest because he literally passed through some of the worst pain that anybody could ever cause. Right. But there's somebody else in the Bible who his time of emotional struggle came after not a loss, yep. but came after a, an incredible victory that we all talk about spiritually. And it's Elijah. I oh, mean, his, yeah. his emotional struggle and his depression came on right after one of his greatest triumphs maybe in ministry it's it's crazy absolutely you know Elijah's story is so powerful because here he is on the on you know he's he's come out of this time of no rain he's watched God do miracles during that time he watched God provide uh, oil and meal through this widow for all of this time he you know he watches a a little boy rise from the dead during this time at 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 his prayer and his touch so he's seen the miraculous during this time. Then all of a sudden he goes to Mount Carmel and fire falls from heaven. And I mean, he kills all these prophets of Baal. And then he prays. And the Bible says his faith is so big at this point in time that he sees a cloud the size of a man's hand. And he tells his servant, we better take off because rain is coming. And it hasn't rained in three and a half years, but it's getting ready to rain now. He outruns the chariot. Mm-hmm. of Pharaoh, uh, uh, excuse me, of Pharaoh, of Ahab, of Ahab, back to the city, right? And when, he, yeah. and when he gets there, he sees his face on a wanted poster, you know, <laughs> where turns tail. Jezebel has already gotten news of all this chaos that, that she blames on him. And so there's a bounty out for his, for his head on a platter. And the Bible says that when he finds this out, he runs mm-hmm. and he runs into the wilderness right and basically he just says lord it's too great i just want to die Mm -hmm. and he just kind of passes out in the wilderness yeah and and, um you know you would think maybe from one perspective of reading that story you would think oh man he just saw fire fall from heaven he would have looked at jezebel and went you wicked woman what i can do (laughs) but instead and I think, Ellie, this is so important for us mm-hmm. to note when you look at his life. He's physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has he has hiked up Carmel. He has outran a chariot. He has uh, killed, he has had part in killing over 700 prophets of Baal. 
he has gone through this time of, of building an altar and prayer time as well as, you know, watching God bring rain. And so, he, you know, when you look at his life, he's physically exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you don't kill that many people and go through all of that without being emotionally spent as right. well. Mm-hmm. And mentally, you know, he's exhausted. And so we see this physical and emotional and mental exhaustion which we talked about last time on the yes, podcast yeah. of just, mm-hmm. you know, coming to the point where you just don't have any more to give. Right and yeah. I think, you know, I could be wrong about this, but I really think those are the things that we see happen to him. And all of a sudden we see this crash right. in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I love it because how does God treat him mm-hmm. you know, uh, when he's crashed in the wilderness? The Lord, it, the verse doesn't say, and the Lord boomed out of heaven and said, uh-uh. get your butt up and get back there. You know, hey, that's yeah. not what the Bible says. Uh-uh. God sends an angel to do what? Feed, yeah. him, Feed him and let him sleep. Right. And that's why I really, really think that it was sleep that he needed and it was food that he needed. He was, he was shot and God knew he was shot. And so in love and in care and only a way God can, he sent him the exact thing that he needed. And he just, the Bible says he woke, there was a fire, there was a cake from an angel and he, there was water. And then he went back to sleep. He awoke again, same thing again. And then the third time he awakes and God speaks to him. Right. Yeah. And I think First of all, he's knowing, he's understanding what what true rest is. I think some of us aren't resting correctly. We might take a step back. And I think that was my problem um, even before, because I was trying to rest, but I was resting in the wrong way. It wasn't rest because I was just, I was home. I maybe was watching, binge watching stuff on Netflix. I was, okay. and I was in my pajamas, but I wasn't, but I wasn't resting correctly in the Lord and knowing that, knowing that I really needed that ministry and understanding that ministry coming from the Lord. And I think sometimes when we take a break or we think, Hey, I need a vacation or whatever. We're not resting well because we're not realizing where our strength and our rest truly Mm -hmm. comes from in those, in those moments. And I think that you touched on it. The, The Lord gave him exactly what he needed. He needed food and he needed to sleep. Uh, it's almost like just a baby, what a baby needs after, you know, just, just yeah. take him back to just get you, get you back to where you're completely powerless without anybody else, but, but the Lord. And, and I think he knew where it was coming from and that, that way that gave him more peace, you know, because when you know mm-hmm. where your water and your bread and your, and your rest is coming from, it's, it might, it might be a little bit deeper and a little bit more, more special. And uh, yeah. then the third time he wakes up, you know, He's ready to talk to God. He's ready to answer the questions that God had for him. Yeah. You know, and, and God led him on into the wilderness a little, a little further. And actually we we find him in the next point in the story, he's in a cave. Yeah. And he is, you know, and I, I think we've all, I mean, I know this is a little, you know, I don't want to stretch it too much, but I honestly, I feel like we all know what that looks like when we all just want to hide in a cave somewhere, you know, and when we're, and when God talks to him, I, I, it's almost comical in, when you read it in scripture, because when God asks him, hey, w- what are you doing here? Yeah. Every single time he responds exactly the same. Yeah. And every single time he says, basically in a nutshell, I'm the only one left that cares about you, Lord. And I don't, and now they're after me and they're yeah. going to kill me. And so it's almost like a poor me. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you know, kind of mentality. You could almost hear him saying it as if he's just overwhelmed. Right. With the battle. And the fact that he's saying to God, I am all that's, I am all that's left, for example. It's yeah. almost like he's saying to God, I'm all you've got. Right. <laughs> but God's trying to remind him, no, Elijah, I'm all you've got. Yeah. And it's, it's switching it. It's like, it's a, I, you know, you're not sustaining my ministry, Elijah. I'm sustaining yeah. you. And yeah. I think that, that, that maybe when he finally got to that point where he's like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It's all about you, God, not about mm -hmm. me. And, um, you know, because God sends him and, and, you know, he's not, God has great power. We, we, he saw that Elijah had just seen that and all the miracles that he saw. And then, right. then the whirlwind and the earthquake and the thunder and, 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 but God's not in that. God's not yeah. in that crazy, all of those. He's trying to say, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this, this still small voice of mm -hmm. a presence that you really need to hear right now. And, yeah. And um, you know what I love about that is the last time, you know, it's true. God calls Elijah to the face of the cliff there mm -hmm. and he, and he passes by. And of course, as you just said, you know, God said he sends the earthquake, but God's not in that. And he sends this. And it's interesting to me that the last thing he sends before the still small voice is he sends fire. Mm -hmm. The yeah. last time Elijah had seen God was in yeah. fire falling from heaven. Right. And I think, you know, sometimes, and I can identify with this so much. I'm just, I love big stuff. I know. I, I, like I do. I, I like the big stuff. I like the fire falling from heaven and I like, mm -hmm. I like God thundering and earthquakes. And I, you know, I like the big stuff. And I think maybe God is trying to teach Elijah, you know, Elijah, I, sometimes I show up in these big things and in these big ways, Yeah. but, but what sustains you in an everyday right. kind of way is not mm -hmm. the big stuff, but it's the still small voice mm -hmm. that I, I'm going to be there for you. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you what to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead of you and I'm going to speak into your problems. Right. And, and suddenly Elijah realizes that sometimes the greatest thing we can have is not this fire falling from heaven, right. but it's instead this still small it's voice. This quiet, sustaining presence that's there yeah. all the time that sometimes you're not paying attention to because you're looking for the big stuff. Well, and absolutely. You're looking, yeah. And I'm praying yeah. for the big stuff. I'm praying God, for the big stuff. <laughs> zap them, whip them. I mean, you know, I'm Here's a circle. Praying. Please throw fire on that one. Exactly. This person needs an earthquake, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, I uh, want God to do the big stuff and, or, mm -hmm. you know, God take it all away. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, God, in Elijah's story, it was true, but God doesn't always take it away. Sometimes it's still our job to do. Right, exactly. And I think um, one of the things that we've seen um, throughout the throughout the Bible, mm -hmm. when God answers those, when God asks these questions, he did it with Adam, he did it with Hagar, he did it with mm -hmm. um, with uh, with Jonah, he did it yeah. with Elijah. He's like, hey, um, where are you? What are you doing? And sometimes, um, and, but there's sometimes when he's trying to get you to acknowledge your sin in yeah. this case with Elijah, he did not come to Elijah and say, Hey buddy, depression's a sin. So you don't have enough faith. I don't know what your problem is. He didn't, he didn't You're do right. that. And I think a lot of times Christians and Job's friends, for example, they try to, they try to prescribe a sin onto mm -hmm. an emotional struggle that's just not there. And, and that's why I feel like that's why a lot of people aren't open about their struggles or about their vulnerabilities because oh, they point. don't want to be 
they don't want to be attacked and they don't want to be judged. They might just need a friend to say, Hey, I see that you're struggling. Are you okay? Or where are you? Mm -hmm. And then the friends to say, are you resting correctly? Are you, it looks like you need rest. There's nothing wrong with needing rest. Mm -hmm. How can I help you rest? Or how can I, how can I make sure that, you know, that you get that done? And, but I think a lot of, a lot of Christians are afraid to even say, uh, the pain is gnawing at me at my bones. I don't feel yeah. good. I, I have right. no peace, you know? Yeah. And, and then another Christian comes along and well, you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough, you know, mm -hmm. you need to read the Bible more. And, and yeah. that's not, that's not always, the, that's not always the case. No, you know, and I think sometimes we're so afraid of, of appearing weak to yes. people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's very difficult for, I think for all of us to say, you know what, I'm not enough for this. Mm -hmm. And but it's so freeing when we can come to that point where we realize, you know what, I when Christ works in me, I, He is more than enough. And yeah. so, you know, I think um, I, I think many times as we look at it, sometimes it's it's easy for us to start working in our own power and trying to solve things ourselves and. You know, you've been talking about resting well, mm -hmm. and I think some of the times we don't reason we don't rest well is because we we never let it go. We're always wrestling with it. We're always trying to settle it, to figure it out, to solve it. And there's just so much. I mean, so much of our lives that only God can solve, figure out, and do. And what and and the remaining that's left that we might could do it in our own abilities, if we would allow God to help us it would be miraculous instead of ordinary. Right. And, yeah. you know, and so I, I just think we getting to a point where it's okay to say, I hurt, I struggle, I'm sad, I'm overwhelmed, I'm confused. Um, and Lost. sometimes, I don't, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever those words are mm -hmm. that you can identify with so well right now, if you're listening we want to encourage you. It's okay to say those things. In fact, actually it's super healthy to say those things to people who can actually get you going in the right direction right. and to be able to just, uh, it doesn't mean you have a sin problem. It doesn't mean that you're somewhat <laughs> deep in some horrible sin that nobody knows about. Now it's all coming out. It's not mm -hmm. what it means at all. Obviously it could mean that, yeah. but that is not what it has to mean. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we just, you know, the struggles are real and uh, for, for, for women and, you know, and Allie and I are, are both girls, so we can understand that there's hormones that play a factor. Sometimes there's, in, there's physical things that can play a factor in our emotional health. And so, boy, just the freedom and, you know, just the permission to be able to say, hey, it's okay to say out loud, I'm not okay. And yeah. I'm not doing well right now. And then find the right sources of help for mm -hmm. you to be able to process through that to get that healthy spiritual rest that you need to trust the Lord, whatever factors and everybody's formula is different for how right. it's going to yeah. lead them out. Right. Exactly. And what, and, and what thing you need, you need to remember everybody, like, like Reba said is so different. So what helped me and what I need the changes mm -hmm. that I needed to make might be a little bit different from the changes somebody else needs to make, even though right. sometimes the feelings may are the same or the emotions mm -hmm. or the explosions, um, in my sure. case, um, were, were, are the same. It's, it's the root problem is different. And then the prescription is a little bit different. It's a little bit different from everybody. And, um, but there's one thing, there's one truth that we all know, and it's in the Bible. And, um, in Psalm 34, 18, 
the Bible says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Absolutely. And saves the crushed in spirit. And if you are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit, this does not say the Lord is smiting you people. He's actually saying that's who he's close to because that's who can hear his, that's who is ready to hear his still small voice. They've tried everything else. Maybe they've, they've seen the big stuff and they're Mm -hmm. just like, man, I need somebody to quietly just speak truth into my heart. And the Lord is saying, Hey, I got you. I'm, I'm right there. And, uh, and that's, that's helpful to remember because the healing and the rest time, the, and, and this is what happened in my own life. The Lord did not send me home. I really wanted him to send me home and let me retire. And I was like, I think I'm too young at 40, Two, 43 years old to retire, but yeah. can I just rest now that I know that I've, I have emotional struggles? I think I'm done. And that's not, that's no. not what the Lord was doing with me. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm good with that now. But back then I was like, I would really just like to retire and just sleep right. and eat the rest of the time. The cave time with Elijah sleeping and eating for the rest of my life sounds great. If yeah. that's what I could do, I would appreciate that, but that's not what happened. No. And, you know, I love, you know, the Lord also says, come all you that are heavy laden mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Yes. Now it's the next verse that's always surprising laid up against that first part, you know, so you get this idea of the Lord saying, come, if you've got heavy burdens and you've got things you're carrying, I'll give you rest. And you expect the next verse to say, you know, I'll take them and you go and just be okay. But the next verse says, get in a yoke with Jesus mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and Allie, we know this yoke thing. Okay. I mean, we don't do a lot of, we don't no, have a lot of cows today that are farming. yoked together. You know, farming <laughs> culture, but you know, back then they would have these big, heavy wooden, wooden yokes that would go over one shoulder and the other shoulder of two oxen. And they would put the oxen together so they could pull together. They could work together. And this mm-hmm. is the picture that Jesus has given. And he says, look, if you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So this is what you're going to do. Come and get in this yoke with me. Take on my burden and you'll find it to be lighter than the one you're carrying. And I think that that is a mental adjustment for us all because Mm -hmm. every single time, every one of these people you've talked about, Elijah included, their job wasn't done yet. God wasn't finished with them. They just needed to get in the yoke with the Lord on this thing. And there was a lot more to do. And we know in Elijah's case, what did he do? I mean, yeah. he had to go right back to Jezebel. Yeah, that was and his he, next job. Yeah, he had to go right back to where he left. Yeah. And he had to he had to go back and finish the job mm-hmm. that he deserted. Uh, you mentioned Jonah. What did Jonah mm-hmm. have to do? Get to back right on back the right there. boat and get back yeah. to Nineveh. What did Hagar have to do? Mm-hmm. Get back to Sarah. You know, yeah. every God's just like, okay, I love you. I know where you're at. And I'm here with you mm-hmm. now get up and get back to the very <laughs> thing that you just ran from, you know, right. um, and because that's where, that's where I've got you and you're going to, this time you're going to hit it over the fence there, you yeah. know, instead because of this time. It's yeah. not, it's not you by yourself or it's Correct. not you. It's understanding. First of all, that I've given you divine rest. I've given you divine mm-hmm. uh, food and, and now yeah. we're, we're, we're going together and you have a renewed purpose. And I think mm-hmm. that's what, that's really what got me out of, out of a lot of what I was dealing with is understanding, okay, I need to, I, I, I do have to go back into ministry because I can't, I can't retire at 42 and I can't stop being a pastor's wife. And, you know, and, and I wouldn't have, have wanted to, really. and I wouldn't I know have wanted to, well. no, well, no, I wouldn't have wanted to every, maybe every five, five minutes on a Sunday afternoon, maybe I'm like, Oh, I'm just not cut out for this. I'm not, right. a, I'm not that perfect, perfect yeah. pastor's wife that everybody's expecting me to be. But God, God did say, uh-uh, no, you're not done. This couch is not your ministry for the rest of your life. And right. 
you know, and go back yeah. into it. And when I read those stories and that specifically that phrase, go back, go back, go back. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, it was, it was really, but then it was like, wow, you have a purpose mm-hmm. and I have just ministered to it. I will continue to sustain you. I will continue to yeah. whisper with my still small voice in your, in your ear. Yeah. Um, but at the end and in your heart, but at the same time, you have a purpose and move forward. And I think the having a purpose is what helped me move toward um, that healing process. You know, I I love it because, you know, even as you think about those stories that you mentioned, God gave Hagar a promise regarding her son. And that was what she was so broken about. And so God gave Hagar this promise, you know, with, with Job, we know that Job says at the end, "I, I had heard of you with my ears, but now I see who you are and God, I'm blown away by who you are. And then through, for, through the path of forgiveness, God restores everything that Job had lost. And it wasn't the exact same. Those dead children didn't raise to life again, but yeah. God gave Job a new thing. And yeah. he did new work in his life. We know with, Eli- with Elijah, we know that when he left that place and went headed back, God gave him, go anoint a new king. And you're going to meet a friend along the way. His name is going to be Elisha. He's yeah. going to take over for you when it's time. So now you've got mm-hmm. some help. Yeah. And so it's just so comforting to me to know that when God sends us back into it, sometimes he gives us a promise to take us back. Sometimes he shows us so much of his glory that we're so overwhelmed with how big he is that yeah. we're not afraid to go back anymore. Right. And, and, he, and he just, sometimes he just blesses us, you know, and he restores what was broken and he renews the things in our life that were taken um, and, you know, and other times he brings along help, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he just says, you know what, I'm going to send you some help along the way. And you're not in this alone. You hang in there. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are listening right now and maybe one of those areas just connects with them. And they're like, wow, this is just what I need right now. And I think where we find that is when God is the place we turn and the place we pour out, then God knows exactly what we need for this season of our life mm-hmm. and he's able to help us but you're right the worst thing we can do is just become a couch potato yeah. and just say forget life because in that place we lose all hope right yeah and that's not it's not comfortable it's nice for a couple of days but i'm after about a no. day and a half on my couch i'm done i need to go yeah. do something and i i need to see people and i need to to yeah. be a blessing to somebody or serve uh, in yeah. some way and but but it takes resting well and resting correctly um, yeah. for that for that to happen. Mm, and to that's understand, good. That's just so. so good. Well, we know life goes on. We know the job goes on. The task goes on. But our purpose. But our purpose is what fulfills us. And so, boy, this has just been. I I I've been encouraged today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has been encouraged today, but just reminding ourselves. And and if you're listening, go back and reread some of these stories. Go back and find out about Hagar or. Elijah or Job or, you know, Jonah, or go back and dive into those stories one more time and just try to see, um, maybe see yourself along those lines and, and listen to what God has to say to us during those difficult days. Um, and Allie, that verse you gave us in Job, man, that was just so good. Again, um, you know, the, the very first one you gave us, I think was Job chapter three, Job chapter three, verse 26, and verse 26. And, and it was uh, and Job that was just broken, right? He's just so, saying, I am not at ease. I always yeah. I always like to add the italics and the emphasis on my own. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. 
Yeah. And, and boy, if you can identify <laughs> with that verse today, then we want to tell you this. You know, uh, uh, people can help a little bit, but I think the verse that Jesus gives us is come. If mm. you're heavy laden, he's, Jesus says, if you'll come to me, I promise you, I'll give you rest. And, and it's going to look like with you yoking with me. So, man, that's our prayer for your day. It's our cur- encouragement for your day. And um, as we just continue to talk a little bit about emotional struggles are real. Mm. God knows where you're at. He loves you just where you're at. And today, if you'll let him, he wants to meet you where you're at and speak into your heart with that still small voice. So we hope you'll listen. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And we'll be talking about this. I think one more, I think we've got one more podcast on emotional struggles. And so we'll be talking about this next time as well. Uh, Thanks for joining us today and get with God and try to hear that voice today. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.